welcome to another edition of the In Search SEO Podcast, where we paint the town red with search marketing insights. We've got a truly great guest for you today. She's here to talk about something I bet many of you out there have not even thought too much about. Amy Toman is here to chat about apps stealing your local traffic away. What threat do on-demand apps pose to local search traffic? And which niches are most susceptible to losing local search traffic to apps? And how can local businesses recapture traffic lost to apps? But before that, we dive into how rank tracking has changed and how you might want to reconsider how you monitor your rankings. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the electrifying, the mesmerizing, the hypnotizing, Sapir Carabello. Hi, Morty. How's it going? How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm great. Yeah. That's good. yeah. yeah. Um, we're not. We're not live. Well, we're live. We're we're alive. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're not together because we need social distancing. Social distancing. That's a good. So Rank Ranger has gone remote. This is great, by yeah. the way. I. So there are there are some you know there are definitely a lot of negatives about coronavirus. But to look on the brighter side of things, this is my perfect excuse not to have to see anybody or socialize with anybody. Like, you want to hang out? No. Well, we can't. Social distancing. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. On the other hand, on the other hand, um, I had family that was going to come visit me. Family I, I like that was going to come visit. Now they can't. And Aww. yeah. And baseball season has been postponed. So I am royally pissed off at coronavirus at this point. Okay, that's that's a good reason to be pissed off, right? Yeah, I said I I thought so. Um, in all seriousness, we hope you're doing well. We hope you're um, taking the proper precautions, and yeah. we hope this all ends really soon. Are you okay, Sapir? How's it going over there with you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm well. Working that's good. From home. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know nothing wrong with that. Right. I think my new motto will be the police, the band, who you don't know and don't stand so close to me. I heard of them. You heard of them? That's surprising. <laughs> wow. The world is truly I, upside I, down. I thought I thought they were the uh, the ones that dressed up as Indians. Oh, we went guys. through this. Right. We went through this. I've already taught you who the police were. Okay, great. Well, let's move on. Again, we hope you're doing well. We hope you're safe. We hope you're healthy. And we hope that yes, continues for you. Please. Please Take and care. yes, and please don't talk to anybody, see anybody, stay in isolation. Do it <laughs> because two birds with one stone. You keep the world safe, right. and you don't have to interact with people. Anyway, amazing, amazing. Okay. Do not forget, we put out a new episode of the Insert SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find it on Stitcher, you can find it on SoundCloud, you can find it on Spotify, and of course, you can find it on the Rank Ranger blog. And do not forget, you may subscribe on iTunes, and you can probably find it wherever. Good podcasts are found, and maybe where some crappy ones are found as well. I don't think the platform discriminate good or bad podcasts. Anyway, also, 
Do not forget, Rank Ranger is your source for supreme things rank tracking. Endless rank tracking reports and dashboards, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily rank tracking, rank tracking for every market, for all sorts of search engines, local rank tracking, per location, local finder, local pack, and Google Maps rank tracking, specialty rank tracking, Google for jobs, app box, video carousel rank tracking, rank volatility tracking for all of your keywords. I can go on and on and on. And, oh, don't forget, the only place you can see if you rank above the fold or not is, you guessed it, Rank Ranger. So check it out at rankranger.com. Uh, okay, so we got a great show for you today. Super excited to share my conversation with Amy Toman with you. Um, but that's all in good time. Because first, we need to talk about a topic that has gained a little bit of steam lately in the SEO world, rank tracking, which is why I plugged Rank Ranger as rank tracking. See, it all, it all, it's all harmonious. Um, and rank track, yep, see, um, rank tracking, how, 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 how it has been, how it should change, and whatnot, because it's actually, believe it or not, what's hot. In SEO. Red Hots, get your Red Hots here. So a few weeks ago, Dr. Pete over at Moz, wonderful guy, I love him very much, wrote an article comparing how far down the page the organic results are now compared to a few years back. Um, looking at the pixels, right? And the SEO world, when they saw this, lost their collective minds because I've, you could probably imagine uh, the organic results are way further down the page than they, than they once used to be. So everyone right. kind of went crazy. Well, it's, a big, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. You're right. Yes, I ag- agreed. Yeah. Now, interestingly yeah. enough, Danny Sullivan of Google chimed in on the study saying that features pushing results down are organic, like the video carousel and the news box and so forth. That does not sound right to me. I mean, not every site can get into a news box. Yeah, that's a good point, right? It's, it's not completely... Um, opened up and and, and yeah. to me right if you, want to, you really want to go down the rabbit hole for a second let's say you see a video carousel there and you head over you click to my youtube video okay that's not the same thing as going to my site on my site i control the narrative i can push the funnel how i want to and so forth um so as a result of all of this okay rank tracking has sort of made its way back into the conversation thank you dr pete um, so there was <laughs> there was all sorts of, of chatter about um, the role of rank tracking and and the nuance of rank tracking. And one of the things I heard was you know maybe pixels should be looked at um, instead of positions per se, which I find intriguing. It's something we've discussed here a few times at Rank Ranger. Um, I I personally think it's it's hard to turn something like that into something very useful in my mind. Um, you know, it's something like looking at pixels versus position can get complicated very quickly. So I hear the sentiment. I'm just not sure how practical it really is. But you can see if you're above the fold with our rank tracking. Ooh, thank you for the plug. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. You're welcome. Yes, that, no, that's yeah. good because your stuff here is right. Okay, the whole idea of tracking pixels I'm is to. Re- right. Yeah, okay. That's not yeah. true. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> The idea of tracking per pixel or p- pixels rather, not per position, is to see where you are on the page. And the idea of that being is, are you above the fold? Or are you not above the fold? Which we do tell you. Yes, Rank Ranger is the only place you can find that. Yes, good plug for Rank Ranger. Yeah. Um, but even yeah. that, by the way, and I will, let's be honest, to a certain extent, even that is just a metric that we might just, you know, be getting too hung up on. 
Aw, you're not used to getting hung up on yet? I'm not used to getting hung up. Um, no. Why would I? Wait, wait. Why would I get hung up on? First of all, that's not how I meant the word hung up on. <laughs> Never mind. Move on. Are you referring to my um my dating life? I'm married for 13 years. My wife is a wonderful person I've... who doesn't hang up on me. Don't interject Listen, or project your love life into I this podcast. your wife more and more. <laughs> why? Because she, she's willing to put up with me? Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> okay. Back to okay. pixels, back to ring tracking, back to all that yep. stuff. Let me put it this way, okay? Even if you have a great, wonderful metric like we do at Rank Ranger, plug, 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 where you can see above the fold, where you can rank above the, see if you can rank above the fold or not, it doesn't matter unless you understand the rankings, meaning you have to qualify it no matter what, whether it's positions per se or pixels or identifying when you're above the fold or not, you have to qualify rank. Another ambiguous statement from the great Morty Oberstein. What does that look like exactly? Um, first of all, of my statements are ambiguous because that's what makes me great, I think. <laughs> you are mistaken. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, good comeback. You are mistaken. Wow. <laughs> you you have failed fourth grade comebacks. <laughs> oh, okay, God. fine. You know what? Let's play this out because you're right, as usual, I guess. I'm always right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know. You're always right. Um. Let's say let's say you rank above the fold for a keyword. Gather yeah. yourself, gather yourself, Sapir. Yeah. Let's yeah. say let's say you rank above the fold for a keyword. Okay, but you yeah. also need to know what other features are up there above the fold with you. No. Not to play devil's advocate, but we tell you what features are on the page with you. Oh, good! Another rank ranger plug. Who would have thought we'd be yeah. plugging ourselves when talking about rank tracking? So surprising. Um, so that, surprising. No, but that's true. Okay, but even that's only half the battle. So you know you're above the fold. You know where you are on the page. And you know what other features are there with you. That's, again, yeah. that's looking at where things are, not what they mean. Okay, and there is no tool that can do this. You have to use your eyes and your brain. I know it's so upsetting. But you have to qualify what those features mean. Right there, for example, let's play this out. Okay, you can have a query, you rank above the fold, and there's an image box above the fold. Okay? Yeah. But it could also be that there's not much of an image intent, even though the image box shows up. So while, it, yeah, it's applicable to images, it shows up, that's not the strongest intent on the page. So in that case, the image box and my result, or my, my page showing above the fold together, I'm not so worried about it. But let's say it's a very visual heavy query. Let's say you Google, I don't know, um, what do the stadiums in the NFL look like? You might have an organic result, it doesn't matter, because you're gonna go look at the images. Or take take the video carousel. It's up there with your organic result. That's problematic. Yeah, most likely. Okay, but what videos are in the carousel? Maybe Google's doing a bad job of showing the right videos for the right query, which happens. So yes, the video carousel is up there. Oh no, I'm not gonna get any traffic. They're all gonna go to YouTube. But do the do the videos reflected in the carousel actually align to the intent of the query? Okay, you have to qualify the page. You, there's no other way. You have to qualify ranking. There is no substitute for looking at the SERP itself. 
And that's why we have the SERP snapshot <laughs> that lets you see the SERP from our UI. This is what happens, by the way, when we have um, someone who works on the product side of the query. <laughs> uh, of the query, God, <laughs> my brain's not working. Um, it's a corona. It's a corona. Um, <laughs> oh my God. This is what happens when you have somebody who works on the product side of the company joining you on the podcast each and every week. She finally gets to plug the product. More yes. than is, more than is appropriate, in my opinion. But okay, yes, you can see what the SERP actually looks like in Rank Ranger. Another amazing plug. You deserve a race up here. I hope everybody who's on your side of the company is listening to this podcast. They better be. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> By the way, just okay, just to, yeah. to counter that, as a true content person, that's only one way you have to qualify your rank. Meaning, looking at the SERP and the SERP features. Okay. Another way is looking at volatility. How stable, how consistent are your rankings? Again, it's about qualifying rank position. You should even look at the other results as well. That's also true. And I'm surprised you didn't plug the fact that we have rank volatility tracking, but okay. Um, rank <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We know, we know, we know. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, she, except here, again, is right. This is very painful to admit for me, but she's 100% right. <laughs> You have to look at the other results, just like you, just like in a video carousel. You need to look at what's actually being shown in the carousel cards. You need to see what the other pages ranking along with you are, because um, it could be right. Google's showing results. Let's say you rank. I don't know. You're um, you're number three on the page, okay? But the other two results that Google's showing, you know, number one, number two, don't in line to a certain user intent. Let's just say it's a, let's say it's a buy query. Uh, buy car insurance, my fallback query. Buy car insurance. You rank number three. You are the first review site on the page. So yeah, Geico may rank number one. Austin may rank number two. And you're number three. Oh, no. Oh, for the intent of learning more about car insurance policy, guess what? You're number one. Because a user is going to skip over Geico. They're going to skip over Allstate. And whatever other insurance carriers may be ranking above you because they don't want that. They don't want to buy right now. They want to learn more before they buy. And you're the first result for that and vice versa. Right? So you have to understand what intent you are ranking for. You might be number three, number four on the page, but you might be the first result for a very important user intent. And B, or number two, um, Google could be showing crap above you in general. Let's say it's all the same user intent. And you rank number three, you're above the fold, all that good stuff. It's possible, it does happen, that Google's showing crap above you. And the results that Google's showing number one, number two, don't really hit on what the user would want. And you're like, oh no, being outranked. I mean, not, not really, because the other two results suck. And that does happen. They're not applicable to the user. Get it? Got it? So, in a nutshell, qualify your rankings, no metrics can substitute. Exactamundo. Exactamundo. Yeah. I love that word, Exactamundo. Cowabunga. <laughs> I know you do. So 1980s Ninja Turtles. Who? You keep using it. Do you know? I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know what no. they... No. Ninja Turtles? Really? <laughs> That's surprising. Everyone's ah, surprised. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ah, of course. Master Splinter. Oh, wow. Ooh, look at this. Yeah, I see. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, you, my, now I can die. Because now you, you understood a cultural <laughs> reference. There will be no podcast next week. I will be dead. Speaking of <laughs> ranking... Speaking of ranking, yeah. we probably shouldn't joke about death. That's coronavirus. I'm totally an idiot. Anyway, 
are. I know. It's not what I, I mean, did not mean to be insensitive. It's not yeah. just being an idiot. Um, talking about ranking, speaking about ranking, whatever I was going to say. The end result of ranking should be traffic to your site. So I sat down with Amy Toman, local SEO expert, to talk about how apps could be siphoning local traffic away from your sites. So let's have at it, as believe it or not, we are actually still in the middle of our Women in Search series. Let's hit it with Amy Toman. Cut one. Welcome to another In Search SEO podcast interview session. Today, I have with us one of the most active folks within the local SEO world. She's a Google local guy, and she's also the SEO analyst at Digital Law Marketing. She is Amy Toman. Welcome. Hey, Morty. How you doing? Good. Thanks so much for coming on. So first off, you're a New Yorker who now lives in New Jersey, and isn't that a contradiction of terms? Because <laughs> aren't you? Because if you if you're not from New York or if you're not from the New York area, I, I think unless I'm wrong, the general way it works, unless I'm totally unique in this, that if you live in New York, you hate New Jersey. Like I hate driving in New Jersey. Well, I have unfortunately gotten so used to being down the Jersey Shore and being, you know five minutes from the ocean that I now can't stand driving in the city anymore. <laughs> and I'm originally from Brooklyn. I'm originally from Brooklyn, I will SMI. say. And um, yes, yes. And uh, we we absolutely love it down where we are now. We just have a little bit more room and uh, it's a little little less stressy. Jersey is nice. It is nice. It is. It, it's called the it Garden is. State for a reason. I, I, ironically, I used to be a history teacher. George Washington said that New Jersey is the most beautiful place in the world he's ever seen. He must have been talking about lower New Jersey, not where all the oil refineries are, or I'm assuming the refineries weren't there at that time. Well, I must say, in as much as I agree with that, I'm also in that fabled land called Central Jersey, ah. which um, I the question is whether it exists, but I do believe that recently the governor declared that it exists, although that was a little bit self, I don't know, self-interest because he actually does live not far from, from our area. So, so Central but, uh, Jersey it, it does exist. It it does exist. Um, it is it is the land of pork roll, not I think the other thing is Taylor ham, things like that. So awesome. And I, I live like as I said, uh, my children went to school a block from the ocean. Um, you know, I'm about a five minute walk from there. So that's awesome. You know, that's great. It. So today we're going to be talking about warding off app based local competition. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, um, how did you get into the SO industry? What's your background? How did things develop? Where are you now? That sort of you know, the whole the whole spiel. Okay, um, let's see the spiel. Um, I have been online a really long time. I remember first uh, working and sending emails um, from about 1987. I know that puts me in a certain place. Um, And I worked at at Citibank for about five years. I worked at Bell Labs when they were still a thing in Homedale, uh, uh, New Jersey. And uh, was offline for a while. Came back. I was working for uh, I was working for an a hosting a website and hosting platform. Left there, formed my own company, which is called Pet Sitter SEO. And uh, talk about spammy names, <laughs> uh, but that's that's legit. I swear it's registered with the state. And um, and then I was lucky enough to move on to a couple more gigs, and now I am doing. Um, I'm work. I'm an SEO analyst with Digital Law Marketing, and oh, I really great. love it. I have a great team. I learn a lot, and uh, it's really interesting. Awesome. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. First off, 
we're talking about on-demand, um, web-based um, local competition. I'm sorry, app-based, app-based local competition. I'll get it right. Um, before we really jump into it all, maybe you could just explain what is an on-demand app for anyone who may not be familiar. Uh, on-demand apps uh, that I know about would be Uber, Lyft, and in the, the world that I still have connections with, uh, the um, WAG and Rover. Mm-hmm. These are apps where instead of calling a local company, you just you just have the app on your phone and you say, you know, I need somebody to, to walk my dog now. Right. So the service is on demand. That's where the on demand the service comes is in. on demand. Yep. Um, and, and you say that these pose a, a threat to local businesses trying to um, to to rank in the organic uh, to, to sorry to gain organic traffic and to produce organic visibility. Just wondering how that is. It, it, it's very it's very intrusive into um, into the market because I know there have been problems with taxi drivers in New York City and taxi you know small companies. Um, it, uh, my I have more more I have gotten more feedback about those in the pet sitting industry, dog walkers, people like that, mobile groomers. Because well, not even mobile groomers, but what I what I hear is that a lot of times these apps allow um, allow people to call up people who don't really have the time to do much research to just have somebody come to their home and, you know, provide whatever service. The problem with that is that these people are often, um, undercutting the apps are allowing their people don't pay as much. You'll pay say $20 for something that a regular pet sitter really has to charge. I should say regular professional pet sitter has to charge, um, you know, $25 for, they have to charge more because they are, they're bonded, they're insured, they are trained, they are paying, you know, they're, they're, they're paying taxes, they're not um, independent contractors, you know, they're registered with the state, they have to often pay rent for their business, none of which these people who work for um, these independent contractors who work for the apps do. So, and also a lot of times too, it's, I mean, who's kidding who? It's easier to just call up, have an app on your phone, press a button, see somebody and, you know, have them come in. So the problem, there are some problems though, because those people often, again, and this is where the, the, I think the SEO issues come in. They, these people often are not, they have nothing other than a love of whatever the service is. Mm-hmm. And some of these pet sitters have been doing this and just pet care people have been doing this, you know, for 10, 15, 20 years. So they have a lot of experience. I mean, I, I used a pet sitter recently. She has for a week when we were away and this woman has not only been doing it a long time, but she told me stories about getting to pets during, during hurricanes, when power was out, when people were unable to return to their homes. And I don't, you know, I don't see that happening with, you know, independent contractors. So that's interesting. So it's almost like the it's almost like the the spammy results you get in in say a local pack or on the on the local SERP, but they're just an app form. Exactly. Exactly. And, and and I'm assuming and it expands these, more to just the pet industry. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a you know, gazillion yes. other industries that I have no idea about. Yes. Yes. Because I would I would assume that it would expand to things like um, uh, taxi you know taxi fleets things like that. I yeah. Mean, in New York, there used to be one, and I don't know if you remember. Uh, there was one where the phone number, all the digits were exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And I often wonder, you know, how how have how have they been affected? Small, you know, um, small suburban, you know, car services. How have they been affected? Yeah, well, I know I, in New York City, for example, that 
and the way it works in New York City, for those who are not familiar, so if you want to be a yellow taxi cab, you have, you have to have something called a medallion. And it's literally a medallion that goes onto the hood of the car. And they used to, used to there was a limited number of them because New York City didn't want you know, the, the, the whole city inundated any more than it already is with taxi cabs, yellow cabs. So there was a limited number of medallions. And then supply and demand, when there's a limited number of something, the price for a medallion used to be up to half a million dollars to buy one. And people, you would take out basically a mortgage. You would mortgage your medallion. You would buy it, take a loan, and pay it off. The problem is because of things like Uber and whatnot, the price for the medallion has gone down tremendously. And now you have people who are stuck. They bought it. They're not making enough money to cover the monthly loan. And they can't sell it because the price of the medallion has gone down. So that taxi cabs are a great example of where on-demand apps has basically killed or greatly reduced a local service industry. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know, you start you start hearing about people who had uh, who had you know reasonable amount reasonable amount of wealth based on um, you know they they had people lease you know the medallions or you know they owned X number of medallions and they you know they used to have apartments really nice apartments on the upper east side and now they're having to yeah. sell everything mm-hmm. they have yep. because they're underwater they owe more to buy the on the on the medallions yeah. than you know than it's, to sell them so, yeah you're, you're going bankrupt it's 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 a terrible I, I from a from i don't know how to you how you would describe it economically all, overall is is that a good thing or a bad thing but for you know on the human side of it it's terrible but i'm wondering how does seo fit into all of this because how are you supposed to use SEO to combat something where they're using the app and they're ignoring the SERP altogether? Well, put it this way. I don't think there's any, uh, you know, what's the, old, what's the old line with SEO? It depends. Okay. I don't know that there is a definite way to do it. And I, I actually would love to hear more from others on, on their suggestions on this because <laughs> I know a lot of industries would love to know. Um, I mean, I definitely have suggestions. Um, and a lot of them have to deal with, not a lot of them, but they have to deal with, um, going, actually doing, doing, going out into the community, Mm -hmm. um, and doing some footwork there, but that also should result in getting links back to your site because to me, the problem is, has become, um, it's almost, it's not even, it's, it's one that we all acknowledge. It's actually, I think people who are going SERP, who are going for an, uh, sorry, I think when people are looking for something and they often will look at the um, the three pack first. So when they see in the three pack, they see somebody that says Rover Sitter. I'm thinking they're more inclined to go to that person. Problem being, or to that listing, problem being, because that person is an independent contractor, they shouldn't even have that, that Google My Business listing to begin with. Uh-huh. So. One of the one of the things I, I advise seriously is to make sure that you are going through those and do spam hunting to make sure that those people, you know, are not getting the visibility that you should have. You know, it should be a, a level playing field. Um, and in terms of, you know, in terms of on-site SEO, you want to make sure that you are optimizing everywhere possible for your location, for your services. And if you have an app, there are some very good pet sitting companies out there. They're not independent apps, but they're pet sitting companies that offer things, app-based um, apps that you can then 
basically white label out to your clients. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, basically, you're saying that local businesses who are who are either expecting on-demand apps to hit their vertical or already experiencing on-demand apps in their vertical to start thinking about ASO versus SEO to a certain extent. Obviously, you didn't have SEO. We'll come back to that in a second. But app store optimization and having an app altogether, you're saying could be that it's a must for a local business at this point. You know what? If it's available, it's definitely, you know, as I always, as you, as everybody says, it's definitely worth a try. And in, in a lot of these cases, what I'm finding with these more successful uh, businesses is that they advertise on their home page and they even often have an individual page for it saying, you know, our app, you know, try our app, use our app. And the apps are by companies that prior to, prior to, you know, these, these app-based companies coming in, uh, companies that just, that primarily did things like they would help you do scheduling or they would help you do invoicing. Now they're also offering an app. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's um, white labeled, sometimes it's not. But by, by being able to do that, grab it on your phone. It's going to go directly to the pet sitting company mm -hmm. who you have engaged. It, it really does help a lot. And yeah. these people, I mean, they've gone so far as they all have like screenshots on there. They will explain this to you. They will do whatever. But it's, it does, it has helped several of these companies. Really you, and for, to, to this, and I think you're right. I think business, local businesses should start thinking about apps more than they are. I think many, many, many are not. But for example, I know the taxi industry in certain markets has. They have uh, things like Get, uh, Get Taxi is a popular um, taxi app for certain markets where to combat Uber, the local yep. cabbies have said, okay, we'll go app also. Right. And if you, you know, if you, it's the old phrase, you know, when in Rome, or if you can't beat them, join them. I have another million adages I can throw at you about this. Um, there is something interesting you, you, you brought up, and we could talk about ASO for a long time as a separate conversation, I think. So, okay, yes, if you're listening and you do um, local, your local business or you do local SEO, you should maybe start thinking about the, the app side of the equation. Um, but if you're not going to be able to compete, because their users going right to the to the app automatically, so they're not even seeing you on the SERP and whatever it is. So that means you're going to have to circumvent the SERP in a certain, to a certain extent and think a little bit beyond, either to think a little beyond SEO altogether, which is of course heresy, um, or think about SEO perhaps a little bit differently. One of the things you brought up was links, and it just hit my hit me as you were saying it. Let's say let's keep with the the, um, the dog sitting example. It's a good example. Let's say you're a dog sitter. And you mentioned going out, and we I spoke to Garrett French about local link building, and he said the same exact thing. Go out and make real connections locally yeah. and build links that way. And I, I'm wondering what you think about this. Like, If I am I, a, um, a dog sitter and I am having uh, trouble with you know the on-demand apps are killing me, well, maybe I should go talk to a dog groomer. And then when on their website where, you know, the, hey, Mr. Dog Groomer, Mrs. Dog Groomer, can I write a blog post for your website? Or can we create a partnership where we refer business to each other together, whatever it is, and sort of create a partnership? This way, if someone Googles dog grooming, they go to a website, they'll see my link on that website and find me that way as opposed to directly doing a search related to my business. Exactly, exactly. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that is something that, that we've been recommending for quite a while. You want to, uh, both, two, two parts of that. You want to go out into the community. You want to get in touch with every, you know, emergency vet, every regular vet, 
you want to have you want to have connections depending on the size of the area you want to have connections with the local law enforcement you want to talk to anybody who would have any sort of tangential connection to a person's home and to their pets and when i say that also a lot of times these pe people will have pet owners will have things like um alarm systems so you want to you want to talk to local alarm systems if you you know companies installers if you can you want to have any sort of connection that you can by by making a personal contact with these companies and then yes asking them you know to make connections with you online connections with you to link to your system and then you either write about something or have what's called a resources page where you write a little bit about the company and link out to them this is this is definitely definitely something that every everybody should have on their site and we you know, I recommend this all the time and have done for a while. The other aspect of it is that um, you want to you want to link out to these companies, but you also want to make sure too. And I'm going to go a little further here. You also want to make sure that you've made uh, made one-on-one -on -one contacts with people who will then recommend you in social media circles mm -hmm. too. Yeah, um, I right. think beyond have, SEO. Yes, exactly. But we have. Um, uh, in my town, and I'm sure most areas or neighborhoods or whatever, would have, say, um, a Facebook page for that area. And, uh, or, you know, use a hashtag for Instagram or something. And that, it does come up, you know, I need a, and even though it's been asked 20 times in the past, people don't use the search function, they just ask yeah. you. Yeah. And to have advocates in there, you know, that really, that really is a big help. Right. To Look, have local Chamber of Commerce. Say, I, Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, Chamber of Commerce would help. Sometimes people don't, um, they don't think of the larger ones. They don't think of necessarily the, of the, um, uh, the BBB. I mean, that's that, I think. That yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Go right. I only go there to complain. Exactly. And, but I will tell you though, that, um, places like, you know, if you have, if you are a member of your local Chamber of Commerce or say like a local networking area, you know, to have them have them link to you as well, or to have people in those groups refer you, definitely, definitely helps. You definitely want as much, you know, coming in eyes on your site as possible, especially if you can do it on a on a kind of a, you know, meet and greet sort of basis. Yeah, I mean, look, this is not very to a certain extent. This is not very different than sites who have this problem altogether in in general. Where you know, not, not local sites, people bypassing them directly. And just going somewhere else instead of going to their site, um, you know. And, and same thing I I would say applies here. Like if you're gonna links are one part of it, uh, content, content, you know, not bottom of the funnel content, but people who are doing say researching about pets, whatever it is. I don't know the uh, the best names for a pet in this case. Let's say, well, write a blog post. I'm a pet sitter. I know all the pets in the whole, all the dogs in the area. I'll tell you the best names I've heard. Here's a blog post about it. So now you're doing something totally unrelated to to, you know, dog sitting or dog grooming, whatever it is that you're doing, and you're writing content that eventually people could say, oh, yeah, you know what? I remember reading a, a blog post where they had the greatest names for a dog, and they were also a pet sitter. Why don't we just call them? Yep. Yep. And, I mean, that's that's the that's the other thing, too, is I often um, have people – have people doing doing blogs, but also not necessarily um, things that are totally too far afield. No, don't but do that. Also, right. well, no, no. I mean that that's good because you're catching eyes, especially if you have a good title tag and meta description for it. That actually, you know, the Google doesn't replace. That definitely will pull in eyes. 
another thing to consider. Yeah, but I'm gonna cut you off on that just for one quick second because it's one of my one of my things. I don't mean to cut you. I apologize. Um, you should be careful, I think, when you do that because if you go too far with, let's say you're, let's stick with dog sitting. You're a dog sitter and you're talking about uh, best bars in your area. Like that has nothing to do with your website. You're gonna dilute what I call your core intent profile, how Google understands who your site is. So if Google comes to your site, sees you're talking about dog-related things and pet-related things, and we're talking about the best cocktails in your area, Google's going to be like, who are you? And can I trust you? So you should be, I think you should be very, very careful and strategic about how you do that. Right, exactly, exactly. But, but, and we can pull this around again, there are there are t- tangential things that can be pulled back into your topic, like in my area, actually in Asbury Park, there is a very cool bar. How does it relate? Bruce Springsteen. Not only do they, sorry, Bruce Springsteen. That's <laughs> how it relates. Good. I'm from New York. Um, this place is called actually, uh, and I have no connection with them. They're called the Wonder Bar. Okay. And the Wonder Bar has a really great picture of Tilly. You know that that's that's like the famous icon from Asbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do not only do they do fundraisers for pets, but every weekend during the summer they have yappy hours. And if you haven't seen what a yappy hour is, they have an outdoor area and they invite uh, dog owners to bring their pets. Oh, that's perfect. You know, there, there, there are special parameters right. for it. So you that's, know, an, that's entirely related to what your site's doing. That's perfect. Exactly. Actually. So yeah. you would say, why would you write about a bar or why would oh, no, you write I don't, about Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, no. If you can tie it into what you're doing, great. for sure. Could, yes. As long as you could pull it back into, you know, something like that. And then, and then again, asking for the link back, saying, Hey, guess what? Can you put this on your, you know, your site or your this or your that, you know, like in the news and, and point it over to me. So these are all, these are all things that you can use. The other thing, and I, I want to, I very specific about this is oftentimes I tell people to make sure you have location pages. So you don't just have a, because most of these people are SABs, a service area businesses that don't have, um, that, sh- you know, don't have a walk-in uh, bricks and mortar office location. A lot of them just come to your house, provide their service and, you know, lock your home and leave. But what often helps is to have a, not only a service area page, you always want to have that, but then you want to link out to the different towns that you service, right? So say if you're, if you're a plumber and you do everything within a certain county, that's great to say the county, but let's just build on that by start talking about the individual towns, that also usually kind of helps you come up a little bit. And it also shows, the big thing is it shows in search results. Mm-hmm. So these are also things that are going to, that are going to pull you up and they're going to make you look a little bit more legit for something as personal as, you know, with the, with the, um, with the onset of the term, you know, pet parent. Another thing, just, just a lot of this is personalized service. If you can do, and I'm not talking specifically about reviews. Reviews are great, and they should mention this in the reviews because reviews are now searchable. But you also want to have um, any sort of mention anywhere about how, you know, things you do in the community. That also kind of gives a little, gives a little push. You know, I don't know. I don't know how. I, basically, it would help somebody once they get onto your right. website. No, but that, that's that a good point. Them. Rob, but you should, I would say that if you're okay, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna if you're gonna go after your your on demand app competition, so you're, if if the on demand app, if the app service, because they're they're a little bit sketchy, maybe they're a little bit cheaper, you're gonna have to somehow offset that when you market with quality. 
And I would say you're exactly right. That let's say you're you're marketing wherever it is. Either you know, um, maybe it's AdSense, maybe it's social media marketing, whatever it is. Maybe it's a TV spot or a billboard. Whatever it is that you're doing, because you know that someone else is going to be paying less for the same service through the app, it would right. probably be a good idea to push the point that you are trusted and you are quality and you have experience and you are all the you have a lot of eat. You know, um, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. I'm not talking about on the website. I mean, talking about you just having trustworthiness and authority as a as a business. That would be something I would go around to market to circumvent the idea of the on-demand app getting your business. Well, I can go with this on-demand app, but, well, are they really as trustworthy as Karen next door, who I know, who's been doing this forever? That's that's an incredibly, incredibly good, good point, especially because you <laughs> – I hope this sounds okay – um, you don't hear a lot about individual pet sitters, especially experienced, established pet sitters, losing pets or having horrible things happen. What you will hear is recently, I guess, because they're all over, you've been hearing about app-based problems, right? right. You've been hearing about, about the dogs that run away from a pet sitter. One happened in New York and it got run over. Then you hear about pets going missing. You hear about just just pet sitters failing in some way. No, but that's but true, and that's a good point out, in general. These are app based. These are app based people, and a lot of times it's because these app based people are not as as, as the the majority of pet sitters who I have uh, been in in connection with. They are not bonded. They are not insured. They do not have. Yes, there is such a thing as pet CPR and pet uh, first aid. I'm they never giving a dog what's now mouth to mouth fear-free training, okay, which is also used in vets' offices, but they don't have any of that. So, or if they do, um, it's very unusual, put it that way, from, okay. from my experience. But it's it's the sort of thing that you're talking about to, to, you have to, that's a new thing that I've been pointing out to people. And I did actually a face, I do Facebook Live sometimes. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's not my primary, but I do find it kind of fun to share the information. Um, I did one on EAT. And okay. I believe I did it in December. And you would not believe the number of people who have come to me and said, I, you know, what does this look like? How do I do it? I even had one pet sitter who came to me and said she did it and had somebody contact her about um, uh, about writing a book. And she did not think it was legit. If she she followed through, found out it was. And not only that, when they when asked, how, you know, how did you how did you find me? They said it was through her website and through her about page because her bio, she changed it to have really good eat. Okay. So that is definitely something. If you can refer people to, you know, look at me. You don't want to say at the outset, haven't lost a dog, right. haven't killed a dog. But you want to say, look at all, look at my experience. I'm not just a one-off. I'm not your, your, your neighbor who loves puppies. I'm your neighbor who's taken all this training and who has, and then have links out to all these trainings. You know, the training that you've done, if you've written something, if you've done this, if you've done that, if you've been published somewhere, if you've been on the news, putting all that in there means a lot to people because what they're doing is they don't, they're, I think it's, it's coming to light that people don't, for the reasons mentioned, people don't necessarily want a one-off pet sitter. They do maybe in an emergency and that's fine because, but, but a lot of times they want somebody who's knowledgeable. 
It's the same thing with you know, plumbers. I mean, it's the same thing. Yes, you'll call exactly. you'll go you'll middle of the night you call you go, you do a search for a New York City plumber, you're gonna get one of these referral services, you call them up and they, they send some other plumber from whatever company. But you wouldn't do yes. that at five o'clock in the afternoon when you had the choice. Or the same thing to to your point where you know you have these on-demand apps you have in in, in the in the pet industry, but you, if you if you go online, one of the things that I, I enjoy watching is on YouTube. You have the um, the Uber the Uber drivers have cams in their car, and they have all these people they kick out of the car. And these crazy things happen in the car, and because and, and there is a certain amount of what the right word is, but sketchiness or whatever it is that or so, sketchy association people have with things like Uber and Lyft. Like, can I really? Who is this person? Who's going to show up? Can I really trust them? As yes. opposed to and it's a funny thing because you wouldn't think this, but it's a yellow taxi cab in New York City. You hop right in. You don't really think about it until you get in and you smell it. But before then, you think it's a, <laughs> it's okay because you know it's a, it's an official yellow cab. It has a number. The driver's being tracked by somebody. He has a medallion. The city knows about him. There's some sort of larger accountability. Now, I wonder if it's, yes. if it's amount of time before these on-demand apps like Uber and Lyft sort of get the same – authority and credibility as let's say a yellow cab in New York City I have no idea that's a good question but as it is now whatever industry whether it be you're you're a cab company you're a pet sitter whatever it is there's a still a certain amount when it comes to the on-demand world there's still a certain amount of skepticism that's what I'm looking for there's still an amount yes. of skepticism that you can market yourself as don't be skeptical of me I am super authoritative yes and and let me tell you um I think See, part of part of it, part of the problem that I find, and I don't want to go off on this at the moment, but part of the issue is that a lot of pet sitters, they market everything, they're marketing themselves, right? They don't have the agencies, they don't have, have high-powered companies or high-powered budgets, okay? And I think that that is something that what you said is not played up enough. Point being that you want to try to point out all the great times that you did something that was unusual, going out of your way, something that you would not expect from an app. I have, uh, again, there's a pet sitter near me. She has gone through, um, she has gone through blizzards to make sure that pets, you know, um, diabetic pets got their shots. Um, I have heard pet sitters, if you can believe this, who cared for el the elderly. And at least two of them have told me stories about where uh, that elderly person put in their in their plans that if anything ever happened to them, whether it was hospitalization, death, or whatever, that the pet sitter be called immediately. They did it with the local police. The pet sitter be called immediately. The pet sitter take the pets, and then the pet sitter work with that person's family to figure out where the pets would go. These are not things that you hear of from independent contractors. These are not stories that you hear of from apps. If you can posture yourself that you know the neighborhood, you, you know what, you know, pet-friendly, uh, you know, resources are out there and what you have to do to assure that these pet parents, I hate that phrase, but there you go, um, are going to be happy with your service. Your pets are going to be, you know, positively affected by working with them. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, another, just another side thing of this is that some pets, some pet sitters do something where they stay overnight in a person's home. That is not something I would ever have an independent contractor do. I just, just me personally, I just wouldn't do it. Um, but that's another, another thing. When you do that, there's another thing. I would not ever, I would have a pet sitter stay at my house, but I would want to make sure that they are bonded and insured. And I would put a check with the local police to make sure that they've, you know, they don't 
have any bad word on this person. Those are, again, the sort of things that you can make sure that people know. If you're having a page where you talk about overnight pet sitting, you can talk about that. This person has been background checked by this company. They have been, you know, trained by us. They are insured. Our company is insured. This person is, you know, the whole drill so that people know you don't have to worry about this person. She's chill. Right, exactly. You're not going to come home to a disaster. You're not going to be called from the local pet, you know, uh, ER. So if I could at this point, I want to I want to ask you because it's a funny sort of thing to, to talk about this. One, I want to I want to I want to get back to this in a second. That it's not a conversation we really have in the SEO industry. But I'm wondering if you could maybe speculate as to how Google would handle something like this because you'd have to imagine that Google doesn't want you to circumvent the 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 results page to go to the app, right? In fact, Google has the reserve with Google program. They want you booking and reserving and whatevering through Google itself. How does Google deal with this? Can it deal with this? You know, that's a, that's a really, really good question. And I wish I kind of had more on it. Um, first of all, I don't know that if it's an industry specific thing, I have yet to see um, that available to pet sitters. And I've been in a lot of their Google My Business listings. Right. Um, yeah. There's, it all so depends on right. I don't know that that's yeah. available yet. But right. even if they're, you know. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying in general, office, for the local world in general, leaving, you know, pet sitting aside for a second. Because there, yeah. are, there are many industries that, whether it's a yoga studio or a guitar lesson or, or a restaurant who do rely on this. And, you know, Google maybe right. should be afraid. Yeah, and it's 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 hard because I think I think the um, I think reserve with Google and similar things. The problem is that Google often uh, they I, I think some of these industries they need more than just that one tool. So like um, okay, like messaging. Give you an idea for messaging, which I when that first came out, I was telling everybody got to sign up for messaging. You have to go on your Google My Business right. listing. You have to do messaging. Why? Because their messages then were sent to their text. But you know what? And 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 that was okay because that meant that the business owner, sometimes she's a solo, sometimes not, uh, the business owner would get the message immediately and could respond. But then they deprecated that. And then it became, it, it just, it kind of, the ones who hadn't signed up for it just didn't work. And now, now there is another one with get a quote. Right. Problem with that is the fields that come up. Uh, you know, a, a, a woman. The majority of pet sitters are are vastly women. I will tell you that, at least in the U.S. Um, and Canada, they don't. A pet sitter does not necessarily do the eight different things that are in those fields. So that, in as much as it's nice to have to be mentioned in there, that also doesn't help you. So I. I think I, in as much as I know Google wants to go, wants to have these businesses use these things, I think they're not, I think they have to have a more full bodied tool to get them, to get them there. Mm -hmm. I just don't think at this point for, for a lot of businesses, I mean, you know, you, you have, I, I was working uh, with contractors at one point and, you know, I had up on, I can't remember what industry it was, I had HVAC, and the person had to say, no, no, we do blah, 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 but not HVAC. So I can easily imagine that if somebody right now, if they have get a quote, that, that, that of those fields that come up, that they cannot edit, that HVAC is in there. So I, the question is, you know, do you, want to dis, do you want to disappoint the client every single time because somebody's asking you for a service you don't have that you can't remove? 
or do you just want to take it off and say, I just don't want to disappoint people, you know, let them, let them call me directly. I think that, that in as much as Google may want people to go to use these tools, the tools are not yet fully featured That's enough to have broad uh, adoption, especially for companies well, that are ultra small. There may be great for mid-sized companies. I'm not saying that. But for smaller companies, I, I just don't think they're there. Yeah, well, I, I, at this point, it probably depends a lot on the vertical restaurants, I would assume. I haven't – I have four children. I hardly go out. Um, young children. <laughs> I haven't reserved with Google for, for anything. Or, or we're going out. We're not going to a restaurant where you need to reserve anything with four children. You're just if you can throw it at the wall and there's food on the floor and they don't care, that's the best place to go. Um, but I would imagine for restaurant goers that would be something that's very popular. So I guess it depends on the vertical. I guess you're right. Like it's not at a point yet where Google's saying, "Well, it's really a problem." I wonder if it will be a problem at some point, but. Who knows? Well, I mean, that's that's part of it because, I mean, I you know, I, I know I'm famous for certain people, <clears throat> won't say who, uh, for asking for more specific categories in Google My Business listings. And um, I know that on the one hand, it may seem annoying, but on the other hand, if the categories were more specific, if they if they were more specific, like to within an industry, I think that would also help with the development of those fields in um in in you know get a quote right because right now um i don't want to i don't want to get too into it but there are about 20 categories in i know like the pet industry right there are 20 categories that that could work but not all of those apply to every single every single per sitter so again you know they'll get to it they're just not where they need to be and Got i think it. as they develop you know, hopefully, hopefully other industries and other tools will, will develop also. But in this one respect, I think that the tools that are out there, not unlike some of the SEO tools, are ahead of where, where Google is That's and where they need to be. Okay. So to sort of cap all this off, I have a fun little game that I can do with all of my, my guests. I call it Optimize It or Disavow It. It's where I give you two good options and you're stuck choosing one good option over another good option or I give you two bad options and you're stuck choosing one bad option over another bad option, which is, of course, not desirable. Um, so this is the Amy Toman version of Optimize It or Disavow It. So I want to ask you, if you're in a vertical, and it's a zero-sum world, you can say it depends, but I guess we discourage that. You're in a vertical that's heavily impacted by, we'll call them, less than authoritative on-demand apps. Would you try um, to build your link profile up as a way to increase your overall visibility like we spoke about? Right, where you're on a you're on someone else's blog, someone reading about something else related to what you're doing sees you being linked to, they click they click on you and you get business that way, circumventing the SERP a bit that way. Or would you use social media to get your brand name out there instead? You can wow. only choose one. Or you can say it depends. We, we we do allow it that we frown upon it. I, you know what? I am truly 50 50 on that. Okay. But okay. Um, I really would say right. I'm going to make a it's decision. Your prerogative. It, it is optimize it. And let me, I can just tell you really quick why. Because as I've told people, if you send somebody from social media to your, to your site and your site um, sucks, um, they're not going back. <laughs> right. So I've always told people, and I know it's self centered in terms of SEO, but I've told people it's much better 
in in my my thinking to optimize your site first and then forward people to it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. It's a it's it's a funny sort of question. Amy, thank you so much. This was amazing. A lot of fun. Always good to chat with a fellow New Yorker or New Jersey er, I guess. <laughs> Close. Close, close. close enough. It still counts. I don't live in New York anymore either, so I guess we're in the same boat. Um, so, awesome. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Thanks, Morty. It was nice talking to you. Take care. Take care. And we are back to your regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. It's a really interesting conversation about um, on-demand local apps. I never really would have thought about it. I had not thought about it until Amy suggested we, hey, why don't we talk about this? So really interesting topic. Let's do some more research as an industry about it because it's intriguing. Anyway, um, news? Yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah, news. Yeah. God, the word news, my, my, just like my immediate association <laughs> is just like agita and, and anxiety. <laughs> Everyone, I can't escape. Like We mean SEO news. There will be no yeah. mention of it. Meaning that bastardly virus. Uh, actually, there is one. There is one? Crap. Okay. Yeah. All right. You've been warned. It's, <laughs> it's there. It's going to be depressing. Go ahead. Let's hit it with the news. Google has said that it will no longer show ads for face masks on the SERP, as according to Google, quote, we're committed to protecting users and surfacing helpful authoritative information as the coronavirus situation continues to evolve. Yeah. yeah. My wife's a nurse, and she's like, there's nearly no point in you wearing a mask because most likely, yeah. even if it did serve a purpose, you don't know how to put it on. So <laughs> that official coronavirus advice on the Insert SEO podcast from Morty's wife. Thank you, The Marty. nurse. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Moving on. Moving on. According to our SERP feature tracker... And as reported on Search Engine Land, there has been a 12-point drop in the People Also Ask feature. Some jerk face um, (laughs) dug into this and found that many product, service, and local keywords lost the feature. You know what? You calling me a jerk face is actually not that insulting. I've been called, like, way worse by my own parents. So, whatever. Good to know. Good to know. I'm confusing it then. Yeah, just yeah. you know, just call me jerk face. You can call me jerk face. Yeah, sure. Instead of you can call me Al. You don't know who you can call me Al. It, you don't know what that is, but Paul Simon, I don't you can know call me Al. Rules. You can call okay. whatever. Do, 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 can do, I continue? do. No, I'm going to hum. You can call me Al. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. UK users searching for health information will now see knowledge panels pulling content from the UK's National Health Service. That's timely. That's a timely update. It is. It's a very timely update. (laughs) Right. And lastly, Google is taking a stricter stance on Google My Business images. Now all images submitted by a business must be reviewed and approved. Right. So that's a little bit complicated because the guidelines are not exactly clear. But for example, uploading stock images, don't do that. You can't do that. Won't get approved. Google did say, by the way, that they're using a combination of AI to review the images and actual people. So mm-hmm. take that for what it is. And that's yeah. what it is. That's all the news that's fit to print. I can't believe I said that. That was entirely cliche. But we're done, right? <laughs> we're done. Okay. No, thank you. Me. Sup here. I, th- no, thank oh. you. Let me let me bow down <laughs> before you. Thank you, almighty <laughs> Sapir, for enlightening oh, us with finally, the news. Finally, I'm being appreciated. Yes. You're welcome. I humbly yeah. serve thee. Um <laughs> 
I guess that that pretty much does it. But oh wait, oh my yep. god, I'm totally losing it today. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's time to wrap this up with the fun SEO send off question. Today's fun SEO send off question is brought to you by the letter R and the number three. I don't know why I chose those letters and numbers, but it's actually brought to you by Sapir. This is your question. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 wait, 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 I need to, I need to explain. I need to explain. Let me explain what's going on. I should have said this earlier in the, in, in the podcast. My children are home. They don't have school. All of them. And, and it's been a lot of Sesame Street going on. And, and, and it's been a very difficult period in my life. This past, like, I don't know, all like eight hours since they've been home. <laughs> <laughs> but that explains my mood today. Anyway, okay. the fun anyway. SEO send-off question is brought to you by yeah. Sapir. It's her question. If you don't like it, blame her. <laughs> it's an awesome question. It is an awesome question, actually. But I have a lousy answer. Okay. So, this week we're asking, if Google were to get a tattoo, what would it be? Yeah, I don't have an Crazy. answer yet. That's a great note. That, that I praise you. Praise thee, Sapir, thy mighty... <laughs> SEO podcast host. <laughs> That's a great question. Yes, it's anyway, a very good question. Let me answer, let me so, answer first. Yeah, please answer I, first I so I can think about talk. this. Okay. <laughs> so I would say that Google uh, would get like a, a um, Chinese tattoo that is supposed to say something like, uh, Baidu has nothing on me. But Google would use Google Translate. Huh? And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's going to be something like, I don't know, I hate horse feces for breakfast or something like that. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's, it's really hard to top that off. Um, <laughs> or top that, rather. Um, I was going to go with the whole Chinese tattoo thing also, so now I'm totally no, out of luck. I don't... No, it's not it, you cannot steal my answer. It's not stealing your answer. I didn't know what you were going to answer. I don't read minds. No, it's not Zoolander. You're going to say something about the Google Translate thing. I, I don't know. I was going to just use a Chinese thing because um, those are cool tattoos. Um, I'm going to say um, Google has a big tattoo with a logo of Bing that says, suck it. Uh, <laughs> or like, you know, like, or so. wait, you know. If it's yeah. a Chinese tattoo, it should No, be it's like not Chinese. A, I'm, I'm not you. going with the Chinese. You stole that from me. Or you did it before what? me, rather. I'm not using the Chinese thing. I need a new one. I was gonna use that, or you know, you know that te- you know like that picture of like a little kid like you know with his like pulling his pants and I'm peeing. No, it's like in the back of cars people have like I would have like that and like the the ah, Bing the yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. Bing logo. Right. Ah, pissing on. Right. Yeah. Right. This has gotten like, out of control. Thank you. Amor. This has gotten wow. out of control. We took us at a very disgusting place. <laughs> This shows how our minds work. Both of our minds. That's double, double <laughs> hey, the, the I disgusting. Used, I used a better word, you know, for it. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I think that'll do it for today's episode. What do you think? I think I agree. Okay, great. That's like the most seamless send-off ever. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Insert SEO Podcast. We so appreciate you tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to join us again next Tuesday for an all-new episode of the Insert SEO Podcast. Don't forget it's been in search because we are all in search of something. Toodles.